0: And welcome to the Podmore Get Better podcast. We've got a special edition. Uh, we're going to do course-by-course course previews uh, for the new 2019 courses.
1: My name is Will Sandsted, and joining me is... Tony Johnson. Uh, we've, we've had these courses for about three weeks, not counting the beta. And uh, I think that's given us enough time to play the courses enough. And we've each been to a tournament now, so we've seen what some other people are doing. Yep. Uh, given us enough course knowledge that I think we can speak intelligently to uh, different options on each hole and uh, hopefully help out some people that are trying to figure out some things to do uh, yeah. on these holes. So we're going to go hole by hole and course by course. Uh, we'll do this in five parts. So the first part is Cat uh, and we'll go through all five, and we're, they'll all be five separate podcasts. I think we're going to hopefully get uh, Eric Nelson to put them up on uh, Golden Tee Fan as a link that people can listen to, and, and uh, for each course.
0: Yeah, shout out to Eric Nelson. We're uh, we're gonna get cracking quite literally here.
1: <coughs> Mine's already open. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Cheers. Toast it up. All right, Caddy right. K- uh Tony. I think this is uh, the most scoreable course. As uh, we do our breakdown here, I think this is uh, going to give folks the chance to shoot their best par round of the year, lowest score of the year.
1: Yeah, lowest score for sure. Uh, I think you know par par on this course is thirty to thirty-two under. Depending on a couple holes that are sometimes drivable, sometimes not. Uh, me, per- so we'll talk about this with each course. Uh, I am playing streaks across the board. Will, you're playing razors across the board. So Razoids. You'll get two. You get two different uh, looks at it. Uh, the streak look from me and the razor slash grabber. You know, I think razors and grabbers are pretty similar. Uh, so you will get that look. Uh, the, the no spin versus the more spin look. Uh, each course, we'll talk about the clubs too. So, Catadreas, I use pretty much my standard bag. Uh, so I have, uh, from uh, shortest club to longest club, gap wedge, nine iron, nine hybrid, yeah, I know, I'm weird, most people would <laughs> use an eight iron. Uh, seven hybrid, five hybrid, uh, eight wood, uh, three hybrid, six wood, five wood, four wood, three wood, 290 driver. And in this case, I'm using the 310 8 So most courses I use the eight and a half, but but uh, You'll find out a little bit later uh, one of the courses that I don't use the 8.5, so it's 8.5 degree driver. I feel like I can get a little bit more distance out of it.
0: Interesting, I'm going to pick your brain a little on that 3 hybrid because I know we haven't had that conversation. Uh, my club set going from shortest to longest club, uh, I've got a lob wedge, sand wedge, 9 iron, 8 iron, I've got a 6-iron, 5-hybrid, 8-wood, 6-wood, 5-wood, 4-wood, 3-wood, the 10.5-290, and the 8.5-310, so fairly similar in the majority of the clubs, but uh, I'll definitely pick your brain on the 3-hybrid and see where you think that comes into play as we go through this breakdown. So before
1: we even, otherwise I definitely will forget, I've actually played this course a few times, and the 8-wood, so I have an 8-wood in my bag Mm -hmm. and I talked about that, it's almost useless on this course. I mean, in terms of there's no shots where you say, well, i got to have that 8-wood. You're not getting over anything with an 8-wood, unlike all the other courses. So I've actually thought about switching out the 8-wood for something else. There is one hole, and I'll talk about that when we get to it, where it can be a little bit handy, but there's always another shot. So I've actually thought about swapping out the 8-wood for, like, a 4-hybrid, which would be something I could get more hole-outs with. Interesting.
0: Yeah, so first hole, Caddy yeah. uh pretty straightforward. I've uh, In my game plan, what I've done is... A lot of times you can try to line up with the wind on this hole, which is nice. You got a flat green here. I'll either hit just a straight up shot into the fairway, uh, potentially sometimes dumping it into the left-hand sand for a little missile. Uh, to try to take out any crosswinds that you may have or actually going to the far right portion of the fairway Because caddy dreas you're gonna have a lot of big scores You're gonna have a lot of good players hitting these scores and any shot points. You can get early. I find advantageous at least in my game
1: Yeah, I know some people uh, Some you know bangers or or, or pros or whatever would uh, would lay back for shotties like we'll just describe it's never been anything I do I, I feel like I'm more likely to hold out from closer in especially with a okay. missile Um, So I'd rather chase that hole out than chase a little bit more GSP Mm -hmm. by using a longer club. So my approach on this hole is I'm almost always in that bunker to the left of the fairway unless I feel like I can line up with the wind like Will described. I've tried a couple times, uh, Mm -hmm. if you're lined up straight at the green, turning one more left and going over that big hill uh, purely for uh, trying to line up the wind dead straight. Uh, I've had it work once, and I've had it not work about three times. <laughs> so there's actually, getting up on top of that hill is not the issue. It's a high T5 wood, I think. Uh, and over it, I've gotten over it once, but there's actually a fence on the on the back side of that hill that will that is quote-unquote solid, so it'll grab your ball, and then you're completely hosed. So uh, I don't do that anymore. I wouldn't advise it. Uh, unless there's a specific setup in a daily or something where you can line up with the wind by doing that, um, it's not not worth it. So. Gotcha. Yeah, birdie hole, get your birdie, move on. Hopefully adding some shotties. Yep, hole two, uh, this is the first one that can change par. From that front box, uh, especially with streaks, uh, if you've got a tailwind, you can get on this green. Uh, I've been on it uh, a handful of times at least. Uh, also, a lot of times it's a short chip from the bunker right in front. Again, that's from the front of the three tee boxes. Uh, other than that, usually it's a, you can't, this one's a tough one to line up wind on. You don't have a ton of options in terms of, angle for approach, uh, so a lot of times I'm purposely just kind of dumping it in the in the little strip of sand to the left of the fairway and, and trying to shoot in another missile.
0: Yeah, as a guy who doesn't play with the street balls and I lose some distance on this hole, I've never driven it on the green. I've uh, always... You know, if you do get that front box bend at the end of the fairway or if I'm lucky up in the sand there just leaving myself a nice little short chip trying to get uh, that extra stroke that some of the folks with the streaks are either getting closer than me or, if not in fact, on the green.
1: Yeah, and and I haven't used streaks in at least a couple years as, as a go-to ball. I used it on Dubai occasionally, uh, but as my go-to ball for all the courses I haven't. But there's at least one hole on every course so I feel like I get an advantage. By using streaks and, and this is this is one although albeit a relatively small advantage, but again I've I've been on the screen a handful of times and obviously, obviously I would get shorter chips than a lot of people who might be playing razors or grabbers. Good deal. Hole three, it's our first par three. First um, glitch hole as well.
0: The uh not necessarily glitch, but I feel like as your ball's in the air or potentially hitting the green, maybe it's just the machine I frequently play on. No, it's not. Okay, I was going to say, too. But, but it seems to stutter, and yeah. I've seen you get a hole-in-one when it stutters. I've seen me be 30 feet away, and it still stutters, so I, I don't know if there's something with the frame rate. Um, just seems weird that's a par 3 as opposed to a par 4 or a par 5 where we've had uh, frame rate issues or kind of lag during gameplay.
1: Yeah, we call it, uh, well, at least I call it, it hasn't really caught on yet, uh, I call it ball stall. Ball stall, okay. So, uh, yes, we get a lot of lagging or or ball stall on this hole, uh, and every time I, it happens to me, I get a hole-in-one, so I'm hoping for that ball stall every time. Nice. Right? But, uh, not a lot to this hole, a uh, little <coughs> left-breaking green, uh, but uh, yeah, try to get a hole-in-one.
0: Yeah, par 3, nothing too crazy, left 2 green, uh, 3 tee boxes, it's your standard par 3 here for Golden Tee. Yep.
1: And, and in a daily, this looks like, because there's no cliffs really anywhere near you, looks like a full central, you're going to have low winds, a lot of full, I wouldn't say play a full on a regular round, but for no. a daily you might uh, be chasing a full on that one. Hole 4, our first par 5, uh, non-drivable. Uh, and I'm doing almost the exact same thing every time on this hole. I'm going on top of that closest, that closest cliff. So it's basically straight at the green and I'm taking a 290 or a, so a three wood or a 290 driver with a high T on top of that cliff. Now from the front box, I could save a T and just hit a two, uh, three wood or a 290 driver on top of there. Um, save two cents, three cents, whatever <laughs> it is, three cents. Uh, so you can do that, but most of the time I'm I'm on top of that hill, and I'm approaching with a anywhere between a, a driver and a four wood.
0: Yeah, that's that, that's where I've gone every time. I I don't see anything else that's as consistent as going up top. And I absolutely love your approach in. It's typically for me a five wood all the way up to your longest driver. Um, but coming out of the sand downhill, your ball's going to typically land nice and soft. And I find myself shotting this whole lot because of that soft landing from the hill yep. being up top.
1: Yep. Next up, hole five, a always drivable par four. Uh, Will, why don't you go first on this one? What are you thinking? So
0: Tony had mentioned that he sees potentially taking the eight wood out of the bag. From the back two tee boxes, I find myself always hitting a five or a six over the top, high teeing it, just going right over the cliff. Uh, As long as you're hitting the ball above 130, 132 miles per hour you're typically going to be on the green here. It's now, our first reference to MPH. Yes. Yeah. Nice. so from the front right box you can be kind of stymied. The first couple times I played around with this I was trying to hit a high five or a high six typically going around the right side and having to take a lot off it really hitting it soft which then affects your distance it affects how much it's cutting and I felt like I wasn't as consistent. So on this hole I, I feel like this has been my go-to eight wood shot from the front right box where I can either turn left or right and maneuver an 8-wood in there pretty consistently. So i felt a lot more comfortable hitting the 8 lately on this hole.
1: So I agree with you. Uh, on on this hole, that front right box, so from the back two boxes, I don't think we have to talk about those too much. No. High 5, high 6, over the top, depends on wind. Uh, but from that front right, you've got a lot of options. So 8-wood is one of those options. So this is the hole I was referring to to say, well, this is the one hole where in certain setups, okay. I would say, yes, that 8-wood is, is the club that I want. Um, but i 've had a lot of success with the six wood as well, and so uh, you can actually do it two different ways you can you can go to the go around to the right uh, you just got to make sure you don 't overcut it and and hit into that cliff because if you if you hit the the standalone kind of cliff and bounce over to the right, you can get really hosed over there uh, but actually, you can go to the left of it as well with yeah, a, a six with okay. a six uh depending on the wind, you need a left to right wind, but you can play kind of a full either full palm or full thumb. And wrap a big, big uh, left to right cut around the left side of that cliff and get onto the green that way as well. Uh, so again, I agree. This is probably the one spot where I'd say eight wood can be a little bit beneficial, but uh, we'll see. And I don't necessarily see much of a benefit to. I don't know what club I would add. I said four hybrid. Really, that's just a hole out club. Um, so I don't know. Maybe oh maybe the uh, well. We, speaking of clubs, we're getting some new clubs in like two weeks. So maybe Correct. that. Uh, with that chipper wedge or whatever that's called. Yeah, I want to see what that thing does. I'm curious about that one. So uh, we'll see. M- maybe I'll be taking the 8-wood out of all my bags just so I can get that chipper wedge in. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll preview that in a couple weeks. Heck yeah. All right, so moving on. We spent a lot of time on that hole. But that's what well, actually, that's probably one of the know, harder, especially that front right tee box. It, it can be the harder, harder kind of hole. Uh, hole six, par four, uh, very much like the back two boxes on hole five that we just talked about. I'm almost always hitting a, a high five or a high six over this, uh, and unless the wind is unless it's playing extremely long, then maybe it's a high four. But it's uh, pretty straightforward in my opinion.
0: Yeah, very similar hole, just uh, some different features in terms of you know the mound in front and not having a mound off to the right. It's a bigger mound, but to Tony's point, just hit your high tee, pay your three cents, get your eagle.
1: And I think the only setup on this hole that can can cause some trouble sometimes is if you've got a tailwind and it, the pin's kind of on the right-hand side, the front right. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. You you want to fluffy it in there, but then, you know, you want to make sure you get over the hill. So once in a while you'll end up on top of that hill because you're hitting it too soft. So that's kind of the only setup on this one that would give me any sort of trouble.
0: Yeah, I've I've been on top of that hill, and I've also tried to avoid being on top of that hill and hit it too hard when the pin is on the right, and you can definitely get wet there, unfortunately. So that tucked right pin uh, can be a detriment to your game.
1: Uh, next up, hole seven, another dribble bar four. We got a whole bunch of them on this course. You know, it's the most scoreable, as we said. Uh, and uh, relatively straightforward, I, I think, for me, it's it's interesting on this hole. Uh, you, you got a big tee box here. I don't feel like we're using all of it yet. No, not yet. Um... Especially the back, maybe third or so. I feel back like we're always third, yeah. kind of uh, in the in the middle third at this point. Also, the pin is always on the right hand side. I, there's no left hand pins yet. At least i have not. Again, I've I've played I don't know, 40 to 50 rounds on this course. Uh, I don't remember seeing a pin on the on the left. So it'll be interesting when uh, when things get opened up a little bit on this hole, uh, some of the different setups. But for the most part, it's a relatively easy. You know, you got to split the gap you got to make sure you get through there, but for the most part it's not so bad of a hole.
0: Yeah, a lot of times this is just going to be a nice smooth palm with either backspin or bite with a slight cut on the ball.
1: Yeah. There, there, there Three wood, four wood, five wood, depending yeah, there, on the
0: There hasn't been too many times, I think, maybe just a handful, five, six, seven, where I found myself actually taking dead aim with the thumb. Uh, not necessarily a straight thumb, but either a little left of, you know, two or a little right of two. But yeah, it's always a little bra- offset. Yeah, correct. It seems
1: to be at least. All right, next up we've got hole eight, another par three. Oh, we should deep dive this one. Ooh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ooh. Drink break. Let's think about it for a sec. Yeah, wow. Ooh.
0: So par three, slightly uphill. Uh, Winds are still going to be a minimum. At a minimum, at yeah. this point in the round, so you're not going to have any crazy wind. You do have water short, but uh, if you're hitting it in the water, you're gonna you're gonna need more help than Tony and I are able to give you.
1: So the the look on this hole on Golden Tee fan is a it's a up four with 151 with a six in your face. Uh, so you know that's a whole lot opportunity. There's also a box way off to the right. I was that was kind of my question to Will. I was I wasn't going crazy. There is another tee box way off to the right. Um, not that that makes it a, the whole hard. It's just you know, if, if if I'm coming into a up four, that looks like a, whole, a really strong hole-out opportunity for me, whereas if I'm coming in from the far right-hand side with a longer club in this case, it's going to be a left four, probably not the best look for a hole-out, especially with that pin as, as we see it here on Golden Tee Fan. Yeah. You spend a lot of time on that hole. <laughs> all right, hole nine. Uh, it's our first drivable par five, and in my opinion, it's drivable all the time.
0: Agreed. A- anything less than a double eagle on this, and I'm frustrated myself
1: and feel like I'm going to give up strokes to other players if I don't get a double eagle on this hole. So, I mean, I guess I suppose there are, so there's two tee boxes that we're actually using. I uh, There's four total, but two that we're actually using. Uh, I'm curious to see what it looks like from the other two, I'm assuming later in the year. Or maybe those are just casual tee boxes. I hate when they have, make casual tee boxes and they never let us use them. Yeah. But uh but there's two main tee boxes. The first one is uh with streaks I end up hitting uh six wood or a five wood up over the hill. Usually pretty hard, because uh, 'cause that'll give me a little bit more height and give me a little bit more check with my streaks. Uh and so and so I'm from the front box I'm almost hitting a five almost always hitting a five or six high T over the hill. Uh from the back it's a bit trickier. Uh you know, it can be four wood, three wood. Here you got to be a little bit more careful to, to make sure you're aiming at a lower point in the hill so that you so that you clear it.
0: Yeah, that that hill creeps up quick, and from the back box playing razors, obviously I'm losing distance to a player like yourself who's using yep. the streaks. And I've actually gone through that crevice there, that yep. gap in the rocks, and hit my 310 driver, the 8.5 with a low T and gotten that skip, where I'm either on the green or short in the rough, short in the, the sand and so forth, and at least left myself dry with a chance for
1: double eagle on my Interesting. chip. Interesting. I, I feel like maybe I've done that once, just kind of exploring, but uh, I'll be interested. Uh, I'll, I'll Once uh, once the homeowner uh, update comes out in a couple weeks, I'll, I'll do a lot more exploring. At this point, I'm, I don't do a ton of exploring and, and uh, just trying to score my best at this point. Uh, Pins always in the front, front yep. left, front right, uh, never in the back. Again, so far, I don't know yeah. why they do that. I don't know why they only have certain parts of the green open for either certain times of the year or uh, certain skill levels. Open the whole damn green up. Open all the tee boxes. Yeah, that, if you put a tee box down, use it.
0: Yeah, that, that was like that Mayfield old, what was a drivable par 4, um, once they put in the new tee boxes. Previous to the new tee boxes, that gosh, it was par five or or six. Yeah, on Mayfield, that pin never moves. So right now, this doesn't seem like it's moving that much. But I'm I'm really waiting for.
1: I mean, it's moving side to side. It's always in the front, but sometimes it's left, sometimes it's right. I don't remember seeing it in the middle necessarily. All right, another par three, uh, multi-tier green. Multi-tier. It's our first multi-tier green of the course, I think. I don't know. I, I I feel like I I get this hole a lot. I ace it a lot. I I don't know. Something about it looks looks good to me in my streaks. Uh, a little bit uphill. Uh, not too much variance in distance. Usually, but you know, seven bird or a five bird for me. Uh, pin so far. Again, we're gonna keep talking about this. Pin has always been on the bottom.
0: Yeah, bottom side. Throw it on the top.
1: Percent. Uh, that would actually make it probably a little bit more difficult. Kind of like a hole in Pembroke where you've got a really small top tier. Yes. Uh, hole ten. Nine or ten, uh, but uh, yeah, throw it on top once in a while. But uh, or well, or not, because then I'll probably ace it less. Uh, but yeah, I'm mean, pretty straightforward, other than the fact that it's got a tier on it. But uh, use that tier as a backboard. Give yourself two chances at a hole in one.
0: Yeah, this is uh, this is this is actually a pretty good par three here. The the green isn't terribly big, and obviously having yep. the two tiers definitely scales it down to size. You can see on Golden Tee Fan the screenshot that has been provided. Uh, The winds are picking up right now, so if you get a crosswind, I've seen that pin on the bottom half over on the left side, definitely in the narrowest part of the green. So this hole can get a little challenging and then bring that tier into play. Uh, You have some options here where you might be giving up a stroke or two.
1: And you'll notice that the photos on Golden Tee Fan are of around uh, around Will was playing. Oh, thank, so you. Thank, you. thank you. So let's follow along.
0: Thank you. Will,
1: so far, minus nine after nine. Yes. What happened, Will? Yeah. Hold on, let's scroll back. Did you did you screw up hole nine? You birdied hole nine. Uh, not your best effort. No. Uh, all right. Moving on. Uh, next up, hole 11. Another one that's going to alter par. A sometimes drivable par five, our second of the round. Uh... Again, this is uh, hole two and hole eleven. This hole are why I use streaks on this course. Uh, there are the places where I feel it helps a little bit, uh, but on this, for sure, this and hole two are where I'm are the reason I'm using streaks. Um, and I feel like I have an opportunity to drive it more often than people that aren't using streaks.
0: Yeah, agreed. As as someone who uses razors, I find myself trying to go through that narrow canyon gap probably about. 80, 85% of the time, even if I don't think I'm going to get on the green, uh, the green is relatively flat. I can still have kind of a you know, a a nice little chip at it, whether it's with a 6-iron or a 5-hybrid, and typically it's going to be 60 to 80 yards depending on the pin location. The one issue I've ran into going through the canyon is when I have a right-to-left wind. Typically it's a 10-11, something around there. Yeah, I was
1: just going to say the same thing. And
0: I've either hit a slight cut or tried to draw it back in, and I've hit the wall over on the right, it kicks to the left, the wind is blowing right to left, and it just carries, carries, and I end up in the
1: water. Yeah, so. I was going to say, that's, that's when, I'm not, when I'm not going for this hole is one specific type of setup. First of all, it's got to be playing really long, so you're pretty far back in the tee box, and then it's got to be a right-to-left wind because then that's, I feel like that's the only time you're really bringing water into play uh, is that you could just barely miss your shot and end up in the water exactly as, as Will described Otherwise, if you've got a left-to-right wind, uh, it might make it a little harder to get through the canyon, uh, but it's not going gonna, gonna to hit some walls and not end up in the water. So you'll probably end up with a you know, 100-yard sand shot. Yeah, nothing
0: crazy. You're throwing it on. You're taking your eagle. So as someone who, who plays streaks, and you're going for this fairly often, as am I, how often do you think you find yourself double-eagling this hole?
1: <sighs> a third of the time, maybe.
0: Yeah, that, that's a much, much, much higher rate than I am. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm definitely not, not hitting it at that clip. I, I think maybe fifteen to twenty percent.
1: It's yeah. not uh a third's, it, it, probably, a third's probably about right for me. Yeah.
0: I, I might be even going a little high here. I uh tend to cross cut the ball just a little bit, which brings those cliffs into play, takes off distance. So to your point about hole number two and then now we're on hole number eleven, these are uh definitely two holes that streaks you can gain two strokes right there if, yep. if you're on your game.
1: Uh at least worth noting, you know, if you are going to lay up, the way I would do it is uh if you're looking at the the image on Golden Tee Fan, I would turn one more to the right from there. So you're kind of uh you're one click right of the green and then I would do a big A1 Variation, toward, toward yeah. the uh toward the f- the far fairway and then you usually have like 150 yards in towards the hole from there. So yeah, that would be that my layup if I you know, when I do it the, the relatively rare amount of the time.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the layup layup spot of choice.
1: All right, hole 12. It's our design a hole winner, Lannan's Landing. Uh, Gosh, you know what would look really good, hole 12 Catedreus, right here? A fissure. A fissure. Yes. Gosh, just like a a par five, bends a little bit to the right. A little, you know, one of the part of the fairway is a little bit lower. Recent Mm -hmm. earthquake. Yeah. You know, it caused a little fissure in the fairway. Uh, But, you know, I I like this hole. You know, nothing against this hole. I like this hole a lot.
0: I I think Uh, You know what else
1: would look good? Uh, you know, they might have had to bend the rules a little bit, but certainly an aqueduct would look really Ooh, good right
0: here. Yeah, I, uh, I could envision that.
1: Yeah, you could go under it, you can go over it, lots of options. But anyway, yeah. back to hole twelve. Uh, I like this hole. You got two main tee boxes. Uh, I think it's a lot harder from the right hand two of the tee boxes. Look You've got a cleaner look. Harder. Yeah. Uh, not so much worried about the hill, but it plays a lot. It plays thirty yards longer from there, so it just adds a little bit more amount of difficulty.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with Tony on this. I, I find myself eagling this much more from the left-hand portion of the tee box. Yeah, It's shorter. You have a deeper portion of the green to work with, and when we do get that right-hand tee box, it does increase the distance of the hole. It does give you the cleaner look, to Tony's point, um, but I, I find myself struggling with that. I don't know if it's just I haven't played it enough in terms of repetition to kind of get the wind in terms of in, I'm a Golden Tee fan. Has a screenshot with only a seven mile an hour wind. I think I've had you know twelve, thirteen, fourteen mile an hour winds here, sure. which if it's a crosswind can definitely, uh, definitely hurt. And all of a sudden you're bringing in
1: where you got to get your line perfect. I think there's a couple things that come into play here for for me in terms of, you know, in terms of not necessarily struggling on this hole, but reasons why I don't do as as good as I was would expect. Uh, one, you can't see the pin right from your from where you're at. Uh, especially this right-hand tee box. If I could, if I could actually look and see the pin, I might be able to aim better. Uh, because I'm offset, right? So you're offset a little bit to the right or to the left. So you, you have to kind of mentally adjust for that, and sometimes it's difficult to adjust for that offset without being able to see the pin. So it's the combination of those two things that, and it's a little bit downhill. So that, I mean, there's just enough that goes into this hole to make it a little bit tricky. Uh, that I screwed up more than I more than I would like. No, that's a, that's a
0: great point. And as you mentioned, this is the design hole winner. In comparison to, you know, we had the mill hole from last year with Dave Rhodes. I think that was a really good hole. That was a challenging hole that uh, yep. once they opened up the tee boxes, you, you know, could have an eight wood or a three iron all the way up to a uh, four, five, six, depending yep. on how you want to play. I think this is another good hole. We have had some in the past. We won't name names, obviously. Uh, that that just weren't necessarily that challenging, but I, I think this is a great hole. So kudos. Yeah, both.
1: Uh, yeah, both of them. You know, I, I joke a little bit about Aqueduct and Fissure, a couple of holes that I designed that that I was disappointed didn't uh, didn't uh, get further in the process than they did, but uh, but, you know, if they would have chosen some of the holes of the past that I think were, plainish holes, yeah, um, as opposed to these two of the last two years, which I think are really nice holes, then uh, then I would have been a little bit more unhappy. Yeah, then maybe. Maybe I would have put even more on Facebook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that died down after a month, month and a
1: half. It still gets a mention here and there. All right, hole 13, uh, drivable par 3. <laughs> Ooh, very drivable. Multi-tier uh, green. Tier. Uh, also a really good hole. I like this hole yes. a lot. I, these tiers on these par 3s, I mean, some people, some people get annoyed by the tiers. I think they've done a better job of designing the holes with the tiers this year as opposed to last year. Uh, I know that some of the, the really annoying parts sometimes with tiers is if you end up on the wrong tier, you can't put up the tier, which yeah. is stupid. Uh, and I haven't had that issue with this year's this year's tiers. And so I think it's, it plays a lot more fair. And it, it shrinks the greens, and I like that. I think it makes the hole more difficult. Uh, a 70-yard par 3 for a hole 13 doesn't sound very difficult to me. You throw some wind, you throw the tier in there, all of a sudden it gets to be a little di- bit of a difficult hole.
0: Yeah, you got to shoot a precise shot to uh, make sure you're getting on the correct tier. And as Tony said, with the wind, I uh, I like the multi tier greens. Um, as much as on a missed shot, they frustrate the hell out of me. I think the only hole I've really had issue with, with the multi tier green not being able to get your ball up, is Pembroke. I think that uh, longish par four straight away, slight downhill. Just Kind of a cliff at the end of the fairway, mm-hmm. anyway.
1: We'll uh, we'll put a that. really tiny upper tier, yeah, correct. Oh, I so had, when, yeah, when I've I never end the, up on the wrong tier, there you, <laughs> that's why you're better than me, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this multi tier green,
0: these par threes, we've seen a couple of the multi tier greens, and I, I, I think they're pretty spot on,
1: yeah. I and, like them, I like them both on, yeah. this, on this course. Hole
0: or 14.
1: Three, yes. next up, uh, Hole 14, par 5, non drivable. But I will say, first of all, I fully expect a round tee box coming in April that makes this semi drivable. Yeah, I, would I think, fully expect that. Yeah, I, I think
0: uh, as a mid to late round, I think Tony's one hundred percent on with that. You can see that there's a right hand fairway. I've never found myself going there. The play for me, uh, there are two fair uh, tee boxes here. And the first one is more forward and more to the left. And on that, I find myself typically just going dead straight, either with high T or sometimes with a stock T. But if I'm in the back one, I'm typically hitting a big A1 or a big C3 with a high T. Just hitting that main fairway, being on the left-hand side, where if you don't have a straight look at this green, you're just going to have a slight cut going into that green with a mid-range wood, typically.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I played around with going to that far right-hand fairway through that little, that little arch. No, never really saw any benefit, especially since I you know Will talked about the two tee boxes the the front left one and then the, the back right one uh, I feel like we haven't explored the far back rightness of that back tee box uh, Perhaps from there it would be more beneficial to go through the arch. I don't know. We haven't seen it I don't think uh, I'm almost always hitting an A1 deep into the fairway here uh, I have had a f- relatively close up in that front tee box and had a little bit of a tailwind and did a big, uh, big C three, and I got within about thirty yards of the green. Oh, so, not drivable, but uh, but you know you can get way up there.
0: Home edition will be fun to play on when yeah. uh, you get that. I do believe when I was at the Wisconsin tournament, I think there was a gentleman I either played with, uh, well played around a golden tee with, um, or someone that was uh, on the game next to me. I think they actually went on one of these upper tiers. They're a lot smaller than some of these. Yeah other holes so I find that with how straightforward this is, not that we shouldn't bring it up, but it's just a shot that never even crosses my mind when I'm playing because of how big this fairway is.
1: Yeah, there, there's no setup that's scary on this hole. so Correct. There's no reason to do it. I, ha- I have done it just to see and yes you can get up on top of that. Uh, not nearly as, so hole four is the other time we've, we've done that, uh, not nearly as good of a second look. If you, Again, it's a much smaller landing area and uh, it's a much worse second look. So there's, I have no idea what the benefit of it would be at this point. Yeah. Hole fifteen, uh, in a lot of ways, kind of like holes five and six. Uh, find myself playing a lot of high T fives and sixes on this hole. Occasionally a high eight, if I've got a big tailwind. The big big difference here is we've got a down seven green. Uh, otherwise, pretty similar. Yeah, um, I, I've seen
0: I've seen some decent variations on the tee boxes here. Uh, initially, I found myself always going over the 5, 6, maybe an 8. Uh, lately, as I've had a left-to-right wind, if it's playing a little longer, right in that 270 to 300 range, I've actually been toying around with just going through the slot yep. and letting the wind help bring it back into the green the fairway and the rough up there is fairly flat. I think there's a if slight If anything it
1: even helps you get onto the Yeah,
0: it, and so as you get that first or second initial kick and you have that slight cut and you potentially have a little bit of a helper wind, I found found it fairly beneficial, uh, especially if the pin is towards the back left. Um, just going through that gap
1: in the opening and cutting it back on. Yeah, the, I, 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 I think it's I've done that a few more. times. Uh, also worth noting, I have gone straight over uh, that cliff on the right without a tee with a uh, six and a five.
0: Oh, you gotta hit a hard. It'll
1: well, but I, I don't think the streaks get any higher than, than the razors. I think if you had a big, if you had a big tailwind from, let's say 280, you could just pound your six without a high tee, if you want to save that tee. And the reason I would do that is if it's a front pin, and I want to make sure to maintain spin, especially with the to streaks. Just check back up the that's hill. That's why i do doing. But at least worth noting. Hole 16, our our third par three with a tier here, Uh, our our uh, fifth par three on this course, right? I think there's five par three.
0: Yeah, that's a a good notation. Uh,
1: I like this hole as well. Uh, The the look (coughs) we've got on Golden Tee Fan is from the front of the three tee boxes. Relatively short, it's about 100 yards to the middle of the green here. Uh, The middle box, it's about 150 to the middle of the green, and then the back box, it's about 200. So each tee box, you lose about 50 yards. Um, I like this hole. Yeah, I think I'm, it's a good one. I think it's very
0: well designed I've never found myself being able to go up over the cliff for me This is almost yeah. always required some form or some variation of a cut shot yep. uh, with a little bit of a C3 going into it and Late in the round this is a good hole with the multi-tier you have It blocked in the front blocked in the back. You can definitely bring some interesting bounces into this this is one hole where I sometimes wish I had a three hybrid for that back box in there.
1: I do have a three hybrid, and actually with streaks, I think it's perfect if you've got that back that back pin uh, you can with a three hybrid with backspin or bite it'll you can land short of the short of the uh, tier and bounce up and uh, it's a pretty safe little uh, pretty safe little shot Worth noting, I have seen a couple of YouTube replays will included of some unplayables if you uh, get on that cliff. So landing on the green, check, check, into the wall, getting unplayable. Especially, it looks like both I've seen are, have been on the left-hand side of that cliff. Correct. Um, so I, I think they're working to fix that, but know uh, but that the cliff... And, and there's actually a little bit, there's a strip of rough there, too. So Yeah, it goes fringe
0: rough wall, and it's probably just about a yard deep. Yeah, overall. but it's
1: just enough that it's probably not quite puttable most of the time if you, if you find yourself in that rough.
0: Unless you're straight down, yeah. yeah it's you're usually going to have a, a putt that's breaking over to the right-hand side. Good hole. Yeah, very, very good hole. I like that.
1: Uh, hole 17, a non-drivable par 5. Go ahead, Will. Take it away.
0: Yeah, so on this hole, similar to some of the other ones, I find myself probably 95% of the time, the vast majority of the time, taking a 5 3 or a 290, sometimes a 4, obviously, and just hitting a high T and going up on top of that rock ledge right there, having a shot into the sand. You're going to have big winds here, and it seems to either be A dead headwind, dead tailwind, or a straight crosswind on this hole for me. Nothing in between. (laughs) Yeah, it's either midnight, 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, or 9 o'clock. Yeah, and, (laughs) and so with that, I find myself either going dead straight at this hole with either bite back, spin, or roll, trying to get that late round hole out, or I often find myself turning left one or right one, throwing the ball dead straight and letting the wind bring it back down to the green. Being on top and being in the sand, you're not going to be able to cut the ball. So I've found that hitting a dead straight shot is at at a premium. I'm rarely pulling this shot back because I do not want to take off any distance, lose any cut. I find myself thumbing it at this hole so I at least can maintain my distance where I may slightly compromise my directional angle on it.
1: Yep, Uh, I agree with what you said completely. I'm I'm the same. I'm going up top 90% of the time. Uh, A little saving strokes segment here. Uh, So from on top, what i found is with a 13 wind, a 6 wood moves one click.
0: I'm going to jot this down, Tony.
1: (laughs) A 14 wind, a 5 wood moves one click, and a 15 wind, a 4 wood moves one click. So there's a little saving strokes for you. Um, uh, uh, so again, we talk about clicks. You're clicking, if it's a big right to left wind, you're clicking one to the right and just hitting it straight and riding the wind over. And then the opposite, uh, if your, if your wind is blowing the other direction, uh, two other, so the, the 10% of the time that we aren't going on top, you've got, uh, your main option, my main option is to go way to the, oh, not way, uh, hit it relatively short way left on the fairway. From there, you, you're going to end up playing like a a little baby cut driver or something but again if you're all the way back in that t-box with a headwind uh you're not gonna be able to get up on top of that cliff i and so you're gonna have to lay up a little bit additionally uh there is another t-box super secretive maybe super secret m- maybe like five percent of the time i've seen this i've box it once. come into play okay and, and uh and from there i don't think you can get up on top of that cliff uh, it 's way off to the right from where your typical T box is and i 've gone just i 've ended up hitting a a big a one or a c three i don't remember to get as far up in that main fairway as possible so you can do a it's and for me it ended up being a little uh, little baby uh, c three uh, wrapping just a little bit around a cliff and onto that green but that 's i think it 's way more interesting from that T box because having to hit a little baby c three into from there it 's a left ten green that 's way more oh, interesting than yeah. it just, Blasting it over. If that's the casual tee box they are doing a Ooh. disservice to oh, the casual, casual player. Disservice.
0: Yeah, I, I think that T-Box absolutely changes the dynamic of the hole. It takes up going on top uh, that I know of. I think it totally changes it, and I wish it was more in the rotation. Like I said, my impression is that it comes up about 5% of the time. I wish it was mixed in, you know, maybe 50-50 or even 30-70, but I, I'd like to see it more often because I, 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 I think, think it presents it a much,
1: much more challenging hole. Finally closing out hole eighteen. Uh this is uh Jekyll and Hyde hole here. Yes, yes. Uh from the from the look that Will's got, although the wind's not uh, not the best wind I've seen, uh not so bad from the left hand side of this tee box. Uh, but as soon as and I feel like it's always on the left or always on the right. It's never in the middle, I feel like it's but as soon as you get to the right hand side of this tee box, the hole gets a lot tougher. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> uh so what do you uh what are you doing on this one? So I feel like probably
0: 60, 70% of the time, I feel like I'm able to go through the gap on the left hand side. Feels right. I, I think that's probably about the ratio, maybe 70, 75. And a lot of times, I'll just hit a slight cut. Sometimes it's a high tee, sometimes it's a standard tee, depending on the tee box location and the wind. I have been toying around with it lately on um, left to right winds, uh, basically aiming at the left hand portion of the. Far, uh, far pillar over there and letting the wind kind of bring it back into the green. Yep, uh, obviously, cutting the ball we talk about time and time again. Cutting the ball can bring in overcuts, undercuts, uh, and having your ball come up too short. But I think as I've found uh, different options, and it feels like there might be just a slight elevation change going uphill, at least for me, especially when I've thumbed this into this hole, uh, I'm much more cognizant of that now in terms of trying to get my distance spot on.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I I think the the percentages that you threw out there seem about right to me. I I think that it feels like at least two thirds of the time that uh, we're on the left hand side of this tee box and it's not such a bad look. Uh, even from the way right hand side, if 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 you got a big left to right wind, you might be able to wrap around uh, the left hand side of that that cliff that's dead in your way, uh, which you cannot get over. By the way, yes. there's no getting over that cliff. Uh, but uh, from the right, uh, assuming we don't have an extremely favorable wind, from the right-hand side of this tee box, um, you've got a few options. up, you could do that. Uh, I've been playing around with skipping a 3-wood or a 290 driver. So originally I was wrapping a 3-wood three, three or a 290 driver around and purposely kind of going long and trying to bounce off that cliff. Using the never, board. Yeah, yeah, it never bounced enough off the cliff to get on the green for me, but it was a safer shot. Uh, but uh, working on, uh, although I, I haven't uh, certainly have not even come close to perfecting it, uh, skipping a three wood or a two ninety driver off the water low tee. I should mention that, um, and uh, hopefully bouncing up onto the green.
0: I, I'm not even going to touch that one. Yeah, the the right tee box has definitely been a tee box of death for me as I've either overcut it or undercut it, and I've actually seen a lot more folks um, just laying up in the fairway, trying to leave themselves you know some club selection. If you feel that's not a shot that you're comfortable with, I, I would suggest taking your burden and moving on because it can get ugly real quick here.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, as you're competing against 40 and 49 other guys in a, in a prize play contest, if you've got a really crappy setup uh, and you lay up, you're probably getting some strokes on the field. Yeah, you're probably. Because there might be the a horde. couple guys that uh, get that eagle, uh, but most of the guys are probably not getting that eagle. So layup is not always the worst thing in the world.
0: Yeah, so Tony, do you do you feel overall as we wrap up Catadreas here? Do you feel that there are any mandatory clubs? You and I obviously have a little bit of a different club set going on. You with your three hybrid and so forth. Um, my my overall impression of this is that the five and the six are absolutely necessary. And as I yeah, and, and, and as I've played around with the eight wood a little more, I think I'm definitely going to keep the eight wood in the bag. Um, I do want to sneak a three hybrid in though. I I, I love that. Get uh, rid of that lob wedge. Potentially potentially no reason
1: for the lavadge on this course, yeah no no I, mean, I, I don't sets. have a lavadge on any of my sets, but especially in this course, I feel like uh, there's just no is there any actual bunkers there's not actually any bunkers on this course, I don't either. think any pop
0: bunkers or anything no actual like bunkers. I mean there's sand everywhere, but there's no, no. actual bunkers right that, that, that's a that's a good point. I'm not 100 percent sure of that, but in in wrapping up, I don't think I have anything else to add regarding the course. I, I like the course a lot. A uh, couple repetitive holes, was it 4 and 5 that seemed very similar, where you're going to tee a high 5, four, six five or 6 and just are all kinda... go bomb it over. Um, I, I think that's probably my only call-out in regards for workarounds. I think they could have gotten away with it if they had spread them out and not necessarily yeah. had them back-to-back. If it was hole 4,
1: hole 9, and hole 15, it wouldn't seem... Uh, yeah, having 5 and 6 back-to-back like that is and playing similar shots... Uh, one thing, I think we talked about this on the on a Extreme Preview about a month ago. Uh, this course would be crazy interesting without tees. Yes. Hashtag event mode.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but borderline to Black Hills pre-tees yeah, as well. God, that
1: would be a lot of fun. And I, 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 have, to, I have to assume that they're going to play around with that. A- at some so, point, for sure. Uh, so that'll be really interesting. Because, again, it'll make those holes that are extremely similar... Not somewhere at all. So it'll be really inter- it'll be really interesting if they ever do that. Yep. So anyway, wrapping up, Catadreas, uh, uh, par 30 to 32, uh, very scoreable. It's always fun to have drivable par fives. Get those double eagles, and uh, yeah, moving on to Sandhill.